Welcome to the SD Sports Scene Podcast. Each week, we'll cover all things sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota with scores, stats, schedules, interviews, and much more. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and please make sure to check out your source for sports at sdsportscene.com. Welcome to this week's SD Sports Scene Podcast. I'm Dave Villar. We're joined alongside by Jacob Wirtz. Jacob, how's it going this week? Hey, we're doing good, Dave. Sports are in uh, full swing oh, here now, aren't they? Goodness gracious. They'll really be in full swing uh, next week. <laughs> As we were just talking off air here, we have got a jam-packed schedule in town next week, but it's certainly uh, switching over uh, this week for sure. We had uh, some gymnastics, uh, some wrestling, a little start of girls basketball this past week. Of course, hockey's been going for a couple weeks already. Uh, boys basketball will join the fray this week. Uh, we'll take a look at the latest polls, the initial basketball polls of the season here, hot off the press, if you will, uh, in just a second. Uh, but first, let's uh, kind of take a look back at the week in review. And uh, it kind of got started uh, last Monday night, Aberdeen Cougars with a hard-fought one to nothing win over Jamestown. Jamestown's a really, really quality girls hockey team. Uh, Chloe Vikander with 28 saves in that one. I don't know if you heard how that one ended up or not, Jacob, but it was, it was quite the deal. Uh, scoreless at the end of the second period, and, uh, and the Cougars uh, have a, a player coming out of the penalty box. And uh, just as the puck is going by, as the clock is winding down to end the second period, and uh, they pass the puck ahead to her, she's trying to beat the clock to try and, you know, it's a breakaway, loses control of the puck, the puck is sliding towards the goal, goes underneath the goalie's glove and crosses the goal line with two-tenths of a second left in the period. That's the only goal of the game, one to nothing. How about that? I mean, you, you know, they talk about puck luck, but uh, certainly that was, a, that was a big one there, and then their defense made it stand up. Uh, I know that uh, on Thursday night you were over at Wax Arena uh, watching some, uh, some college basketball, Northern State taking on Moorhead State there, and the men with kind of a tough task taking, the, uh, taking on the undefeated Dragons of Moorhead. What did you see there? Yeah, that was a that was a heck of a game, and that was a back and forth game in the first half. Northern had the lead for most of the first half, but right at the end there, uh, uh, Moorhead made a run and, and tied it. It was tied at forty at halftime, and then the second half came around and Moorhead flipped a switch. And I, I don't know what the coach said there at <laughs> yeah. halftime, but they flipped a switch and they just went on a huge run there in that third or in the second half, and and uh, Northern just could never. Uh, just find the offensive rhythm and defensively they were struggling. Everything just kind of fell apart for Northern and they made a valiant comeback, but just fell short. Yep. And I know after that game, you got a chance to, uh, to catch up with Jackson Money and, uh, and had a conversation there. And uh, what did he have to say? What allowed you guys to just be able to stay in, in the, in the game in that first half? I think the first half we were moving the ball really well. We we're doing what we do, playing off each other. Um, we're getting great looks. Obviously, it could be better defensively. And then I think in the second half, we just kind of played selfish. Um, we weren't, weren't looking for each other. We weren't sticking to our principles. And that's the outcome that happened. All right. Well, I uh, I had the uh, privilege of covering the Northern State women against uh, Minnesota State Moorhead. And kind of like the uh, men's game, it was a pretty good battle for a while. And then all of a sudden, Northern just absolutely 
dominated. Uh, they went on, I believe it was a 17-2 run or something at the end of the third quarter, uh, into the fourth. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, Madeline Bragg, I've watched her play basketball for the last six, seven years, and uh, she has never looked better. I mean, she was just absolutely dominant out there. Uh, coming off a 28-point career-high night uh, a week ago Monday over in uh, Minnesota, and she put up 22 more points uh, against Dra- uh, the Dragons of Moorhead State. And uh, afterwards, I caught up with Maddie, and she said that uh, she uh, she had a little co- a conversation with Coach Kruger uh, during the offseason, and it really made a big impact. This year, I went into Coach K before, and I just kind of said that I wanted my role to change a little bit because last year, of course, Lori and Kayla were so talented, so I did what I could with the time that I was given. But this year, I went in and made an emphasis that I wanted to be more of a role or less of a role player and more of a leader and I just I don't know I just kind of go into every game and just try to have fun I don't really think of stats or scoring or really anything I just have fun with my friends and you are just playing with an unbelievable amount of confidence thank you I mean, I've never seen you play like I know this. yeah it's that was something that coach K needed for me really bad because I did lack it especially like on the perimeter shooting so much I never wanted to even look at the rim, so she made it like a really strong point that I needed to. So there again was uh, some Northern State basketball this past weekend. Also, we had the start of girls basketball. And, uh, you know, one of the games we talked about last weekend, Jacob, was the uh, with the Sisseton and Castlewood game. And, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Sisseton is going to be tough to deal with this year. Uh, they took care of business at home against the Warriors, 61-17. to And, uh, you know, I know Castlewood's got a tough start to the season. They play Hamlin next. So <laughs> to go from Sisseton and Hamlin, your first two games of the year, uh, third place in the in state champ and a division in division higher than you that's a really really tough start to the year but uh, i think castle is still going to be okay and we'll talk about the polls coming up but that was really one to really one to kind of keep an eye on and then some wrestling on saturday the aberdeen central boys go four and oh at a tournament in uh, in watertown a dual tournament there so congratulations to the golden eagles and the golden eagles girls on friday uh with uh, some nice showings there down at the dual tournament in viberg and uh so uh, again a really nice start to the for the season there to for the eagles they will be out in uh, rapid city at a get this 60 team six state tournament out in rapid city so jacob you are now officially in charge of all (laughs) all the results and weigh-ins from that tournament (laughs) that is that is quite the tournament i know we talked about that a little bit last week and it's just that there's got to be college of college uh uh, recruiters out there at that i mean if you you don't go to that as a college recruiter you might be missing out because you know if you if you even place at the top of that you've got to be an outstanding wrestler i mean that's like a state tournament on steroids there i mean six states oh my goodness so that'll be very interesting coming up also worth noting here uh over the weekend uh congratulations uh to warner's ava nielsen for being selected the class b miss volleyball uh boy just what a fitting uh, fitting award for her northern state recruit five time first team all state you just do not see that you just don't uh, more than five thousand career set assists so congratulations to her lauren markison of warner also a candidate for that uh, other miss volleyballs went to macy melchow of sioux falls washington in class a as well as audrey nelson of madison in class a uh, melchow was double a excuse me all right well let's take a look at these polls and you know i always say when we start out the year that uh, you know polls in any sport are kind of like a funnel uh you know very wide when you first get started and by the end of the year it kind of trickles down to that little spout that you see on a funnel so if you can picture that 
Uh, you know, at the, at the beginning of the year, anybody and everybody is receiving votes. And by the end of the year, it's pretty much the top five. And boy, does the first poll resemble that. Uh, if you had a program, you maybe are, are mentioned in the polls. Not quite, but I mean, it's about like that. So, so Jacob, why don't you run us through uh, the Class AA boys here? Yeah, Class AA boys. Uh Starting out, number one is Sioux Falls Jefferson, and then uh, following them in number two is uh, Sioux Falls Roosevelt, uh, Harrisburg uh, in third, uh, and then Mitchell fourth, and O'Gorman fifth, and then receiving votes, uh, Sioux Falls Lincoln, Brandon Valley, uh, defending champion Yankton, and Rapid City Stevens. So quite a few teams there receiving votes here early on. Well, and not only that, but six teams receive a first place vote. I mean, I don't know if I've ever really seen that. Even the receiving votes teams are receiving a first place vote. Roosevelt actually had more first place votes than anybody, even though they're in second. So really a logjam at the top. And uh, again, I think it's just a new season. Voters are trying to figure out what in the world's going on here. Uh, I would I would think that that'll definitely get pared down here in the, in the weeks ahead, but uh, literally it looks like a wide open division there. How about Class A boys? Class A boys, uh, Sioux Falls Christian, uh, they received the uh, preseason number one in the poll there with 10 first place votes. Hamlin at number two, uh, they have one first place vote. Dakota Valley, the two-time defending champs, uh, and they've won well, 40, 50-some in a row there. <laughs> yeah. And they've, they're at number three with two first-place votes. Sioux Valley, number four, and then a tie for fifth between Lennox and Del Rapids, and then uh, several teams, again, receiving yeah. votes. Yeah. Rapid City Christian, St. Thomas More, Hot Springs, Madison, and Pine Ridge, so several West River schools right. there. Right, Well, you know, uh, that DAC-12, year in and year out, uh, just a brutal conference, and they're well represented here in the initial poll. And you know, uh, keep an eye on Hamlin there. Uh, a real strong finish last year. Uh, ended up coming short in the state tournament, just short. They return a lot of players off of that team, and uh, so they got one first-place vote there, but uh, certainly some some familiar teams uh, receiving votes there. Class B, uh, another interesting one here. Uh, what do you got there, Jacob? Well, we got uh, the three-time defending <laughs> champs into Smith. They're number one, no doubt, there with 10 first-place votes. Uh, Castlewood, a, a rival of DeSmith, that's going to be a fantastic mm. matchup here this year. Uh, Castlewood at number two uh, with two first-place votes. White River, the perennial power, at number three. Viberg Hurley, number four. And Lower Brule at number five with one first-place vote. And then several teams receiving right. votes. Del Rapids, St. Right. Mary, Gregory, <laughs> Howard, Faith, Canastota, Wolsey, Westington, and even Westington Springs. Right, so. right. Well, you know, again, uh, you know, a lot of times voters, and I'm probably as guilty of this as anybody, who, uh, who won it last year? And, you know, you, you can't really remember. Well, let's put them in there. But, you know, when you've got a program like DeSmith, uh, you could probably put them down just about any year, and you're probably going to be safe because uh, they're going to be very, very competitive. And, uh, again, uh, you know, they, they had some graduation hits, but they bring some really good players back. They've got an outstanding program, so I don't think there's any surprise there that they are rated number one. Uh, Castlewood returns the bulk of their team. You look at this list, and the majority of the teams that were in the state tournament last year are, are represented here in some way, shape, or form. Not all of them, but a good share of them. So, uh, again, this is, a, you know, kind of a uh, – and we, we don't say we like one class over the other, but uh, of local interest, you know, this is a tournament that's found a home in Aberdeen. And so there's a lot of local interest here, whether you've got a dog in the fight or not, because I know a lot of people enjoy uh, attending that state beat tournament at Wax Arena in the, in the spring. Okay, let's look at some girls uh, divisions here. Class AA girls, what do you got, Jacob? Sioux Falls or, or O'Gorman, I guess they're not called right. Sioux Falls O'Gorman yep. anymore. O'Gorman, yep. uh, they're number one right there with seven first place votes. Sioux Falls, Washington. Uh, 
is a second with four first place votes. Sioux Falls Jefferson third with a first place vote. Pierre fourth with a first place vote. Uh, and then Harrisburg is at fifth. And then receiving votes, Mitchell, Rapid City Stevens, and Sioux Falls Roosevelt. Yeah, kind of interesting here. Again, uh, the majority of the teams in that Sioux Falls area for sure. Uh, pretty pretty tight, those first three teams. And, uh, you know, AA historically has been one of those classes where uh, they just duke it out. Uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter what your records are. Uh, a lot of uh, very tight, low-scoring games historically. So uh, that'll be interesting to see uh, how things shake out there. Class A, uh, again, this is a, a tournament that uh, Hamlin won last year. Uh, Sisseton was third in it. Uh, and again, some of these familiar names here, Jacob. Absolutely. I think Class A is going to be a lot of fun this year. We'll start out with uh, number one team in Wagner, the runner-up from mm-hmm. last year, with 10 first-place votes. Uh, Sisseton, number two, they got third last year at the state tournament. They, yep. had, they had one first-place vote. T-Area, uh, they're third with uh, two first-place votes. Vermilion fourth, and then Sioux Falls Christian fifth, receiving votes. A few area schools here, but Flandreau, uh, Hamlin, the defending champs with 10, 10, uh, receiving, 10 votes, excuse mm-hmm. me. Red Cloud, St. Thomas Moore, Florence Henry with a couple of votes, yep. Aberdeen Run Collie with one vote, and then Lakota Tech rounds that out. You know, uh, Wagner just arguably a possession or two from winning it all last year. Uh, bring back a lot of girls, very good athletes. Not a huge surprise there that they are rated number one. Uh, obviously, Sisseton, we talked about them briefly here a little bit ago off to an outstanding uh, start to their season uh, they're going to be very good bring back everybody from a year ago uh, Flandreau has, has got some very good talent and you know uh, Aberdeen Roncalli uh, keep an eye on the Cavaliers this year they've got all seven of their top returning players back from a year ago Derek Larson does a fantastic job with that team and you know they uh, they're they're going to win a lot a lot of basketball games a lot of basketball games they defensively they are as good as anybody and and uh, I think that uh, as the season goes on, you're probably going to see them move up in this poll here uh, as we go. Class B, what have you got? Class B, uh, the defending runner-ups from last year with the Wall Eagles. Mm-hmm. They are in number one in the preseason with nine first-place votes. Yep. Uh, Ethan, uh, they took fourth last year at the state tournament. Another solid team this year, I'm yep. sure. Number two in the polls with two first-place votes. Lyman, number three, with one first-place vote. Howard, fourth. And then uh, tied for fifth, Centerville, who did receive a first-place mm-hmm. vote, and Sully Buttes. Yep. And then receiving votes, Avon, Arlington, Del Rapids, St. Mary, and Castlewood. Yeah, kind of an interesting uh, list here. Uh, again, uh, you know, uh, Wall has got some outstanding talent. Uh, you know, they uh, they ended up uh, beating Warner in the Sodak 16 round last year. Had a very strong uh, run there in the state tournament. Uh, Ethan, Tom Young, does a fantastic job with them. Lyman's going to be very good. Heard they got a transfer or two in. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Stevie Whitler out at Sully Buttes, uh, an All-State player there, and uh, a very good, uh, very good player. Uh, there's there's uh, there's going to be some interesting developments here in Class B as we go. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think you know. If, uh we don't cover these teams, but Wall and Lyman, I mean, rivals. Oh. I mean, talk about a huge yeah. matchup when those two teams play yes. this year. And yes. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun uh, Class B this year. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, taking a look at uh, this week's schedule, and boy, there is, again, it's not as busy as next week, but there is still no shortage of things to, uh, going on this week. If you're a sports fan, just in Aberdeen alone, uh, we've got uh, – 
The uh, Aberdeen Ron Colley girls opening up their season by hosting Redfield on Thursday night. Uh, that's always an entertaining contest. And then uh, Northern Wrestlers are also home on Thursday night. And then on Friday, we've got some more basketball, Aberdeen Central, uh, with uh, their season opener, the Golden Eagles, uh, taking on, is it uh, Rapid City Central? I can't, I can't, I can't, Central, yes. Rapid yep. City Central, yep. okay. Uh, the, boy, or the boys will be out there. The girls will be home. And then on Saturday, check this out. We've got Central Girls at home against Stevens. Right down the hallway, we have the Aberdeen Central Gymnasts uh, having a meet. And then across town, we've got the Cougar Girls and Cougar Boys both at home on Saturday. So no shortage of things to do uh, this weekend. If, uh, if you're bored, that's uh, your own fault because there's a lot of stuff going on on and then uh, as i mentioned next week i don't want to get into this too too deep here but on next tuesday uh, night we've got five events going on in aberdeen which uh, again uh, you know it's it just makes it uh, it's a fun time of the year but also uh, you know i don't know how how uh, how much uh, we can cut uh, ourselves thin covering all this stuff but we're going to do our best at sd sports scene to make sure that we've got our strong presence at every event that night we've got aberdeen christian with their season opener, they will be hosting Warner in a girls-boys doubleheader. We've got Aberdeen Ron Colley, which will be hosting Mobridge Pollock in a girls-boys doubleheader. And then across town, we've got Aberdeen Central hosting Pier in a wrestling doubleheader. Boys and girls uh, in action that night. And Pier traditionally uh, one of the tougher teams uh, in the state. And I know the Golden Eagles, they've got some pretty high expectations. Uh, you know, both boys and girls off to a really good start this past weekend. Uh, I know that's the first time in a few years that Central has won that Watertown Invitational. So uh, they're taking a lot of momentum out to Rapid City uh, this weekend. So uh, also, uh, just, uh, just a reminder that each week, uh, make, make sure you check out SD Sports Scene. I mean, we've got... Uh, just all kinds of results. We've got stats and box scores from every sport imaginable. Uh, we've got stories. We've got features. We've got photos by John Davis. Uh, I don't know if you saw some of the stuff that he took last week, but again, he is in mid-season form, and we're just getting started on the winter sports season. I, I just uh, I don't know how he does it, but he's always in the right place at the right time. I guess that's what true professionals do. So, again, uh, and and, uh, and now that we're here, we're a couple weeks away from Christmas. Just maybe a little plug here i mean some of those photos make great gifts uh, you can purchase them right off the site uh, you get the entire image you can make hats mugs t-shirts whatever you want and just a, just a subscription to sd sports scene uh, 60 dollars a year five bucks a month uh, it's a gift that gives throughout the year we publish every single day there's quality stuff new stuff on the site every single day so for that sports person in your life somebody that maybe is hard to hard to find something to buy for well you can get them a pair of Santa socks if you want, but maybe you want to give them a gift subscription to SD Sports Scene. They'd probably appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> I know that that's probably what you'd want instead of a pair of Santa socks, right? That's right. <laughs> I won't wear I won't wear Santa socks. I won't. <laughs> no matter how, 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 feet, uh, how cold your feet get, right? Yep. Oh, golly. Well, any other thoughts or comments here before we uh, wrap up this week's show? It's gonna be a lot. Gonna be a lot of fun this this uh, week, this month. Uh, we're rolling right into the fall sports, and yeah. uh, we had a lot of stuff, 
going on around town, around the region. And so it's, it's going to be fun to see all this play out. No doubt. And I just, another kind of uh, selfless plug here. We've got some really fun stuff planned for the moratorium over the Christmas break. When uh, uh, sports slows down, we've got some fun feature stuff. We got some end of the year stuff. Uh, Really. uh, I'm excited about it. And I know our uh, subscribers will be too. So once again, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day and joining us this week on the SD sports scene podcast show. Once again, throughout the week, check out your source for sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota at SD Sports Scene. Have a great week, everybody. Please check us out at sdsportscene.com for all of the latest stories, stats, photos, and schedules.